1: Well met fellow adventurers. Now, in the last three episodes, we were looking at one of those Titans of Telsa Titans of Telsa taverns. And so, well, I happened to also have one of those taverns which we saw earlier. But when we got it, I also got a great big package. And so, for no particular reason, though, well, might as well look at that right now because I'm pretty sure this package is not going to not going to be on sale again. It's just too much work to make these taverns, and um, making it more just means you keep delaying the tie-in scenario as well which is enough which means pe- people are going to be carrying more and more of those cubes around just starting that, start, that's starting, it's starting to get a little bit annoying because there's ten of them now and they're one encumbrance each you could carry two short swords with that amount of encumbrance so anyway let's just see what was in that package here we are remember when you Uh, get a package you can you can cash them in for all characters on the same same account so that's up to four at the same time and an unlimited number if you're willing to delete or waste, delete characters and roll new ones but usually probably but but i don't think many people do that except the very early characters Thank you for acquiring this special package and as always thank you for playing and supporting SWIFT. Select the please continue option below to claim this special package. You're about to claim the rewards and bonuses from the Titans of Telsa package. Thank you for supporting SWIFT. Please note, towards the end of the endeavor you'll be instructed to contact me your humble game master, which isn't me the person reading it, it's the person writing this stuff. I'm, I'm not the game master. Let's, 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 make, let's make that clear. To begin the process of customising and placing your establishment, tavern, our house or paleo den, and the monuments for your adventurers. in a secret chamber deep beneath the citadel, the king... Citadel of the King in Talonus. Sometime after midnight The small square chamber to which you were led By a pair of hooded figures Somewhere far below the castle Contains only a long wooden table Set against the wall A bright yellow glow illuminates the room Its flickering brilliance casting strange shadows That at times seems to close in around you which swiftly retreats into the corners when you take notice of them. Lined up along the edge of the table is a curious collection of objects to which you immediately turn your attention. Laid out on the left side of the table is a magnificent blue and black cape streaked with silver, silhouette of a silhouette of a griffin. Its mighty wings spread wide is embroidered in silver thread on the lower corners of the enchanted cape. This remarkable piece of magical attire once belonged to a powerful, person, personage not only as the Elf Warden. In previous ages the Elf Warden would unexpectedly appear someone swift and wander the wide realms. Wooting out and destroying cruel, destroying injustice and cruelty wherever we found it. I now have the Oath Warden's Cape. Let's have a closer look at it. It's back armour, unsurprisingly. It's magical, because of course it is. It's got a melee rating of 20, stamina points 20, never reserve 10. Two aura, two might. This blue and black cloth cake. Streaked with jagged lines of silver, bears an embroidered silhouette of a griffin, its mighty wings spread wide on its lower corners. This remarkable piece of magical attire, once belowed yeah, we we'll said that before. Mighty indeed is the adventurer. On those shoulders this powerful cape is draped. This item's melee waiting bonus will automatically surpass that's of any other piece of black back arm in your possession. You can change the Kate's bonus configuration at the windowless building with a blue door. And I can rename it to whatever, whatever I want. I could rename it to Friendly Squid who hugs me all the time. <laughs> well, that, that might not fit. But something like that. The capes melee bonus will automatically surpass by one any superior melee bonus of any other piece of back armor in your possession. Now, I think the gym's got to be careful. He never has two things that do that in the same slot. (laughs) Because then you end up with some sort of... Well, I don't know what would happen, but... I think the game would freeze <laughs> and then you will probably get an email saying you've got a problem <laughs> uh, and then he'll fix it yeah. <laughs> the bonus currently provided by the cape are from its standard configuration you can rename the cape or change its bonus configuration by visiting the windows building with the blue door in Hawklaw, talonus or trithic Next to the cape, resting precariously on the edge of the table, is a gold and platinum pendant fashioned in the likeness of a griffin's head. This original piece, originally presented to Thane Pond by the by the Guild Master of the Adventurer Collective, is now yours. It's the Guild Master's pendant. Let's have a look at it. Twenty-four weighting, sixteen standard points, eight Neville reserve. Two body, one spirit, three luck. After, rep- after reportedly falling out with the guildmaster, Thane Pond is said to have scorned the pendant despite its obvious power, and became eager to bequeath the enchanted piece to a worthy possess- possessor. Wow, that must have been quite a falling out to give up a pendant this good. I mean really really bad falling out just, just terrible like the like you'd you deliberately you deliberately would leave an entire city almost if, they, if you knew they were there almost needless to say you are that rogue possessor the, pa- the Pendant Stanima bonus point bonus will also be surpassed by one. Any superior Sanima bonus point of any other pendant in your possession. The bonus currently provided by the Guildmaster Pendant are from its standard configuration. You can rename the pendant or change its bonus configuration by visiting the Blue Door. Further along the table, you discover a thick wing crafted out of equal parts silver and winter iron, which has a link. Winter Iron Twee. these tall and extremely dense, broadleaf hardwoods get their name from the harsh environment in which they are known to survive. Once a favourite so- source material for enchanters, due to their inherent ruggedness and natural beauty, Winter Iron twees have become increasingly scarce over the last couple of centuries, making items crafted from their wood extremely valuable. Engraved on the circular flattened top of this enchanted band is the head of a griffin, framed by the waves of the sun an intricate and truly remarkable seal that's the seal of splendor I hope it does it have any like legal power because that's, that's the point of a seal they're like you press them into a bit of wax and it says, "Oh yeah, this was got from that guy. It was like a signature before before you know writing was common and standardized. And, and people kind of forgot that copying signatures is kind of easy. and no one ever bloody looks at them anyway. But a seal, no, those are always the same. And if you don't have that exact ring or whatever, you're not, your, your seal is going to look different. Uh, admittedly, it doesn't mean if someone can copy it, they can do it the same, but they could do that again with signatures, just get a stamp. So, and it's classy. It's more classy. It's definitely classier than, than just Putting some ink on a piece of paper. Alright. Well, it's got 20 milli rating, 10, 20, 30 milli rating, 20 salmon points, 10 level reserve to body, mind, spirit. Engraven. The Seal of Splendor has been used over the last several centuries to legitimize various decrees, treaties, and other documents of special significance. Ooh. Now, could I use this for devious schemes? Like to say, hey, you witch guy, there's a new tax. Look, there's the royal seal on it. And I am an official tax person guy, dude. Look, I've got this thing signed by the royal seal proving it. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to need, yeah, new tax, you yeah, uh, know, uh, uh, there's a goblin uh, somewhere. Seal, seal, pay up, there's a seal, pay up, three million gold, right now, pay up. Of course, of course, probably part of being a worthy possessor is that you wouldn't do that. And honestly, probably giving it to warrior possession is to prevent anyone else from doing that. (laughs) Nearly a century ago, the Grey Circle attempted to lay claim to the seal, only only to have its keeper, the King of Tausa, lock it away in the vaults beneath his citadel. Through a series of strange events, the seal has come into your possession, something which you should probably endeavour to keep secret. Yeah, I guess since it's not in use anymore, it can't really be used for for fraudulent purposes. Unless I was fraudulent, an ancient document. You know, like, I am the descendant of someone who got a huge track of land somewhere. That, that's it, but. But yeah, that would be that be a work. But huge tracts of land worth it. If I wasn't a worthy successor, who wouldn't do that sort of thing? I could, but I won't. Yes. All right. The seals' melee waiting bonus will automatically surpass by one any superior melee waiting bonus of any other wing in your possession. The bonus currently provided by the Seal of Splendour are from its standard configuration. You can rename it and change configuration at the blue door. Your eyes are suddenly drawn Back to the spot on the table from which She picked up the Seal of Splendour. A small, intricate wooden totem carved to resemble a griffon, now rests in the place previously occupied by the wing. This is the Totem of Talonus, a longer possession of the King of Telsa, and now it's yours. Just by carrying the totem, you receive all the wondrous benefits it provides, which include 12 millerating, 12 stannermoints, and 6 Neville reserve. The total water automatically increase each of its bonuses, melee waiting stamina points, never reserve, by fifteen percent of any respective bonuses provided by your wielded weapon, which means it now provides sixteen melee waiting. And well, that's the only one that's gone up. I mean, if I equipped the Uber Uber Paki's sword, it'd be better, but. I haven't. What if I did? What if I equipped? Where is that? Everforged Longsword? Alright, now it provides 25 melee weighting. Which is definitely better. You next turn your attention... Alright. Long, precise... It has long been rumored, but will never officially possess stated. Whoever, whoever possesses the total is somewhere in the line of succession to the Tyson throne. Okay, although that doesn't mean I'm anywhere near the top. And technically, if 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 you go if you're going back far enough, everyone. Is in the line of succession, because you just go, you run out. Of this, you go up. You run out of people. One people from on the last ancestor. You go up. You run out of people from the last sister, You go up. You run out of people from the last ancestor. You go up. Eventually, eventually, everybody in the world is in the is in line to the to the throne of Talonus. And uh, that might actually be everyone because they probably don't have any rule any like the British monarchy has, which says, no Catholics, no Catholics, they're stinky, no stinky Catholics, we don't like them for reasons which we kind of forgot, but we don't like them. Yeah. <coughs> Next, turn your attention to a black chain mail, chain mesh bag further down the table. Well, I assume it means I'm. Well, I I'm probably within the top hundred or so, maybe. I could go. I could go on a killing spree and then become king. But oh, I've become king. I'm not going to be an adventurer. That's way more fun. Yep, yep. No, no killing spree. No killing spree. Also, you know, worthy successor wouldn't do that sort of thing. The black chain mash bag lying at the table was created many years ago by Huon, the legendary salient Archmage. This bag, effectively named the Luke hoarder's bags, will allow you to carry more by adding 250 to your maximum encumbrance allowance. Let's have a look at this bag got an encumbrance of one oh no i can't possibly carry that i've only gained 250 yes yeah. every once in a while when something is placed in the bag, an odd crunching sound seems to come from somewhere deep down in the sack you can rename the bag by visiting the windows building with the blue door Hawklore, Talanous, Ultrithic. I don't know that I don't know why you do that, but you can. It's a bag of infinite holding, but you know not quite infinite, but a lot of holding. To the white of the bag is a ghostly, partially luminescent lantern. This magical light is one of the fabled artifacts of time. And it's believed to have been created by the Tarn Hearn himself. Presumably before he went all evil and mad. And, and somehow en- and a lot of stuff happened and the whole city got destroyed. Because I mean it was made after that. I don't want it. Yes. it uh, is the gloom devour. This ghostly partially translucent nat- lantern. From which rises a fine silvery mist. It's a light source truly worthy of the master adventure. One of the fabled artifacts of Tarn. This magical lantern. Lantern is believed to have been created by the Tarn herd himself. The gloom gloom devourer requires no fuel. Emits no heat. weighs nothing. and can scatter darkness like no other light. In-game text that references your light source will reflect either the name Gloomdevour or any custom name you give to this item.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
1: With well, a, uh, they must. He must have planned this. He must have planned this for years, to have. To have eight, because there's probably hundreds, maybe a thousand references to. You pull out your lantern, you. You go and and so on. By the light of your lantern, you see and so on. Yes, hm. you know, must must have even planned that. We had to spend hours and hours going through every single little reference to using your light source to make sure it references the gloom devourer. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the former, because he, he is that, just that sort of guy. Uh, maybe, maybe it was some old code he had when you've got lots of lanterns at the start, and maybe eh, who knows, who knows. I'm just there's def- definitely impressive from a coding standpoint. You can rename it after taking possession of the magical light. You turn your attention to a scroll resting on the far edge of the table. A faint silvery glow animates length of painter. You pick up and an the skull, marvelling at the elegant, but faded script acted, etched across its worn surface, swiftly arranges, then we arrange it so to convey new and different messages each time your eye attempts to focus on it. The silver sigil affixed to the top of the ancient sheet. The silver sigil, fashioned in the likeness of a griffin's head, Flashes brilliantly as you pursue, per, pursue, peruse the strange writing on the scroll. This is the Silver Sigil decree. A nod, through barely perceptible sensation, takes hold. Call your being as the decree's wondrous magic begins to take form from its interminable slumber. The Silver Sigil flashes as the words. Attached to the sheets suddenly rearrange themselves and a jolt of energy surges through you. Your melee rating has been permanently increased by 50. Your stamina points have been permanently increased by 60. Your neville reserve has been permanently increased by 25. As you endeavour to catch your breath, you struggle against an unseen force attempting to pull the decree from your hands. After several moments, the force withdraws and the part. Parts of the script crossing. And parts of parts of the script crossing the decreed surface begin to fade. The silver sigil again flashes, and several pieces of the fanciful script squaw across its age-worn surface suddenly vanish. We look up to find several items are now lined along the table, an iron-banded wooden chest. The oaken timbers of its whist emblazoned with the silhouette of a griffin, sits near the. sits on the near edge of the table. The ornate container was filled with adventure tokens, seven thousand, five hundred of them. Yep. That that's a lot of them. That's a lot of adventure tokens, which I'm not gonna do anything with, 'cause I'm, I'm hoping to quick without saving with this character but I might forget to do that and accidentally save because that's what happened with the last few updates I got for this character next to the chest rests a large leather sack cinched with silver thread inside of which is a massive hoard of gold half a million gold the far end of the table sends a small vial filled with Thick black liquid. The glowing blue glyph of a griffin adorns the vessel. Without a second thought, he readily consumed the contents of the vial, and immediately overcome by a strange, though not unpleasant, sensation. Half a million experience to General. 100,000 experience to all skills and powers. Which is enough to level something from 99. To hundred, so it's a lot, and that's substantially more. I think that's more XP than you get from, you know, normally playing the game. Could be. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I was. Oh, I will be able to find out somewhere. But it's a lot. It's a lot. Setting down the vial, you again examine the decree as your eyes. Glide across the worn surface of the page scouring the faded elegant script it seems to change just before you're able to focus on it the vis- visual manifestations of your skills and abilities take form in your mind the silver sigil flashes brilliantly you can now increase choose a power slash skill from the list below and instantly increase its level to 100 now yeah, it makes a lot more sense to level a power than a skill, because it takes a lot more experience to get a to get a power to level one hundred than a skill. So that's your options. Now, hmm, what would you choose? Do you choose one you use a lot, Prop, or do you go for restoration? you go for do you go for combat power Hmm. I'll just pick uh, gating as the remainder of the script slowly melts melts off the face of the decree a sense of enlightenment difficult to put into words courses through you simultaneously exhilarated and confused Take several moments for your breathing to slow, and your thoughts to resume at their usual measured pace. Now, the thing is, several of the characters who got this already had everything at level 100. Don't know what happens to them. Maybe they could go on the Discord and tell me. Just curious, really. What happens if you're already at level 100? Do Do you get just a stat bonus? To complete recovering. you set aside that Oh, just nothing happen. You set aside the now blank sheet. Turn your attention to the small blue cloth bag resting on the table. What there's more? A sharp clattering sound reaches your ears as you pick the bag off the table, loosen the drawer, stink. you widen the bag's mouth and spill onto your hand seven weighty bone dice. The white cubes carved out of dragon bone bear scarred pips on each of their sides that depict the numbers 1 to 6. These are the legendary dice of fabled fortune. Let's have a look at these. These seven dragon bone dice are mystical keys that unlock a grand set of magical bonuses for any adventurer who rolls them. Roll them seven times a day. The six-sided dice can be rolled a total of seven times each day. Any time a roll features three of the same number, a bonus roll is earned. The higher the roll total on all seven dice, the greater the set of bonuses the dice will provide. Each day, the inventor in possession of the dice can roll them again to attempt to better his or her previous Previous best results, so it's something to do every day. You might get a better roll, but you're but like with most of these things, where you keep rolling over and over again, you reach you reach a peak pretty 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 early on, and then it's very hard to get any improvements from that because they're just really unlikely. To roll the dice of Fable Fortune, select the link in their description from any safe location. Also, your residence and behind the blue door now. Just, just so you don't forget them. You certainly spot something lying on the te- far edge of the table. Something that has until now inexplicably escaped your notice. A closer examination of the object reveals it to be a crudely carved wooden skull. Attached to an iron chain. Set into each of the deep eye sockets of the strange medallion. Is a sparkling emerald. As you reach down and pick up the piece. You suddenly realise you now possess an item of legend. The Mark of Umarok. Let's have a look at it. Millie weight is neck armour. Millie rating 11. Seven points 13. Never was for. at four. This heavy wooden, this heavy wooden symbol, carved into the crude likeness of a skull, is affixed to a thick length of iron chain. A glittering emerald is set into each of the wooden skull's deep eye sockets. This is the mark of Umawak, the medallion once carried by the legendary Felidis, undead hunter. While donning the mark provides certain benefits, just. Carrying it with you will give you an edge against any undead you may encounter on your adventures, and you're going to encounter a lot of undead. It just happens. It just comes with the territory. With the Mark of Ulmark in your possession, you need—you don't need to equip it. There's a significantly increased chance that your first, second, and third combat rolls against any undead foes will be twenty. The grim but powerful piece of neck armor once belonged to the famed Fudomese undead hunter Ilmark. A faint chill passes through you as you turn the mark over in your hands, carefully stirring what was one of Ilmark's greatest weapons against the wizened dead, a weapon that is now yours. You're about to turn away from the table when your eyes catch sight of something lying on the nearby edge. An object You certain wasn't there just a moment ago. You walk over to investigate the item and discover it's a stout oaken wand. The wand is engraved with all manner of arcane symbol, symbols, and is fitted with a dangerously sharp iron tip. It's the wand of Teleport. View! a stout oaken wand, engraved with all manner of arcane symbols, and fitted with an unnecessarily sharp iron tip, it was discovered and modified by here into a powerful instrument of travel. To teleport using the wand, look for the teleport option above the travel option in certain game sections, and it has an encumbrance of one. well, uh, uh, it is that dangerously sharp iron tip, it weighs a bit. To use the wand to rapidly teleport yourself between various locations within the Kingdom of Telsa, look for the teleport option above the travel option in your game options. Currently, the wand can teleport you to and from a total of 48 locations. Has that gone up? Probably. Probably will steadily go up, because you just add new places, I guess. It's not that difficult. Uh, who knows? Who knows? A tavern, an alehouse, or paleo den of your own. To get started with the creation and placement of your establishment, a tavern, alehouse, or paleo den, please email the game master to get things started. You may want to print this page and keep it as a reference. Be sure to include details on where you would like your establishment placed and which of your adventurers. It can be one, some, or all of them will be listed as its proper tiers. When naming your establishment, make sure the name you're considering meets our naming guidelines. Listed below are guidelines for the naming of in-game content content for Swift. The Game Master reserves the right to modify or change names do not meet these guidelines or are deemed unacceptable and appropriate. Names must be unique. Names not must be overly complex or extremely lengthy. Names must not be derivative, identical, or overly similar to names that exist in other published works. Names must not already exist in Swift, because that does cause confusion. The gains must may not contain, insinuate, or reference copyright, trademark material. Gains may not contain, insinuate, or reference profanity. Names must be appropriate for all mages. Names must be in keeping with the spirit and style of Swift. Games must not contain or mention or reference anything modern slash futuristic. Okay. The Game Master reserves the right to modify or change names as wanted. Okay. Remember, if you like us... like us great slash suggest the name for establishment will be happy to do so. Some items to consider and include in email about the establishment. The type of establishment, tavern, El house or paleo den, name of the establishment. The name and description of your establishment's speciality drink, which are characters one, some, all, will be listed such as described as properties of the establishment. Description slash details of the establishment, placement slash location of your establishment. Once your establishment has been prepared, you'll be able to visit it and check things out before it becomes available as a location. That can be visited by the adventurer population at large. As we just see we've visited quite a few of these taverns. If you have any questions or would like any suggestions regarding any of this, please send an email to that guy alright monuments honouring your adventurers to begin the construction process on the towering statues that will honour your illustrious adventurers please send an email to me be sure to include details about the location in which the monuments for your adventures will be located this will be an all new location somewhere in the kingdom of Tosa which you will get a name and place. You may want to print this page and keep it for reference. Some items to consider and include in an email about your monuments. Which of your characters, one or one, some all, have monuments? The pose and general description for each monument. The pose, description of our tier, our attire, items held, expression, the name of the the location in which your monuments will stand. When naming the location in which your monuments will stand, please make sure the name you're considering meets our naming guidelines. Feel free to include details about your monuments not suggested above. You can choose to have a monument for one, some, or all of your adventurers, which can end up making quite a bit of work. If someone has four adventurers and wants a monument for each one of them. But I think most people I don't think most people have been sensible enough to to avoid that. <laughs> and yeah, contact naming guidelines, same as before. Once your allocation and monuments have been placed, you'll be able to visit them and check things over before they become available as a destination for the eventual population at large. It's important to note that details regarding your establishment, to have an air house on payment, and the monuments for your adventures are not set in stone. It's something you'd like to change, even after the content has gone live, you need only contact me at Game Master, blah blah blah, and we'll work work through any edits or alterations required. Thank you. Thank you for the purchase of the Titans of Telsa Passage and your continued support of Swift. Your dedication to with, is greatly appreciated. If you have any questions about anything contained in the Titans of Telsa package, including creation and review of your storage monuments, email, your stock of choosing a name or location, we'll be happy to assist. Thank you again for your purchase, and as always, thank you for playing and supporting Swift. And that, that, that's it. And Now, hey, let's, let's go tr- check out that teleporting wand. Teleport, and you can go all sorts of places. A tempest of purple sparkles envelops you as the Walton sparks to life. Now I wonder, is it me who ends up in the other place, or is it just a copy of me? Well, this isn't Star Trek, so no one cares. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's magic. Yeah, it's just magic is magic. All right, I'm going to go to... Gonna go to uh, Winter Lake. Boop. Zoom. You've teleported from Tallinnus to Winter Lake. Uh, well, all right. Now let's just quit without saving. And that—that that was the Titans of Tulsa package. So, which—and that's probably the only time you're gonna know what's actually in it. Because I, I, not only do I not think there's going to be another chance to buy it, I really don't recommend it. It's just, it's just so much work to make these taverns. Ta- taverns. You just, you just get way more payback from other things anyway. Next time we'll do something, and until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.